Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From, from, from page, page to page screen. Page to screen. Well, I'm Not glad... Right doing this it's been long overdue so thank you you are welcome so i have a nice little topic that uh, oh. that we're going to talk about over the next 45 minutes or so and it's a topic oh. that you actually brought up on your facebook page uh i'm going to say a few weeks ago i don't know time scales anymore i don't even i don't even know what year it is it was the topic about what would get people back into the yeah. cinema yes i think that was only last week i um was it Yes, I think. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think that was pretty recent. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I would. This is one I'd love to discuss. I liked the topic then, and I liked the topic now, and I thought this is a perfect time to discuss that topic. So, firstly, where did that question come from? So, I'm not. I'm not going to multitask and look at screens behind me because I'm focusing in in your direction. But yes. it was pretty much what would get people back into the movie theaters, if I remember correctly enough yeah well well obviously because it's it's what i do and this is my main love and my main thing for being an actress was uh cinema you know it's i think all the act all actors love you know to be seen on the big screen and um you know there's something so special about movies and it's kind of it's broken my heart and how in recent years people don't go anymore and it's it's not it's not COVID. i mean COVID certainly contributed to it but before that people were already starting to do stuff streaming um and so um so i just figured because i have one of my goals which i want to achieve it's like my one of my main bucket list goals is to bring people back to theaters again and i mean so i was sitting there um and i just thought you know what i'm just going to put on facebook and get a range of responses and just see tackle everything that they say and just see find out what we have to do to bring people back to movies again now having said that i was very pleased i've been to the movies twice this week and both times it was packed i might add that they were couples all decked out in pink for the barbie movie Um, (laughs) guys as well as the i think some reluctant boyfriends dragged along by their girlfriends all made to dress in pink but it was very cute to see but um so yeah um there was uh so i'm very pleased to see that so um as in you know um but yeah no that so that was my reason this is like um uh, you know and, and i know it's not just me the people i've spoken to in the business all want everyone wants the oscar type movies back the theater experience and i think that's the the, the thing with the uh, online movies is that it's it's convenient sure and i have to admit there are times when like especially in winter you know i mean our winters are nothing like your winters i'm sure but i mean it's you know you just don't feel like going out and it's nice to snuggle up on the sofa and watch a movie but it's not the same and it's like i'll be sitting watching a movie and i'll see my cat doing something there or i'll get a text or you know it's not there's something special about the cinema and i um i i want to you know we we've got to bring movies back to the way they were so how many times did you go i know you mentioned you've been a few times this week but let's sort of take that because cinema this week and over the past couple of weeks has been very different from the way cinema has been for the past few years so we'll sort of 
put the the Barbieheimer to one side. I went to cinema yesterday and watched Oppenheimer, so I am I am part oh, of the. We're seeing I've, that on Sunday. I'm looking I, forward. Yeah. I've done the Heimer part of it. I I will probably wait for Barbie to hit the home screen, and I'm sure <laughs> we will we will we will find out the reasons why once we go along this conversation. But previous to the the Barbieheimer week and the times you've been this week, how many times did you go last month, if you can None. recall? Um, no. I, you know, I'll be honest, there hasn't, I, I'll be completely honest, and I, I've got to be careful what I say because this is my business. I don't want to insult anyone personally. Mm. But there, well, we, we, we both love movies, and yes, so that's a given. There, we do. There hasn't been anything good on. And I tell you, the movie which I've now, I, it was actually the same movie. I saw it twice. I saw it last night with my husband and Sunday with a friend, which is hasn't come to the UK yet, but it is this month, and it's called The Sound of Freedom. Yeah. And yeah. it is phenomenal it is so it's one of those i mean put it this way my husband and i never agree on movies he's an action movie i'm a rom-com girl um there i can count on one hand the number of movies the two of us have both looked at each other afterwards and gone wow and sound of freedom was one of them there are only two there's sound of freedom and another movie called remember with christopher Plummer, which is also phenomenal but um so for the two of us to agree just gives you an example of this movie just covers I mean, it's something which I think everyone can relate to. And it's something it's like it's a heavy topic if you've read about it. But yeah. it's also it has it's not a movie that's so heavy. Like Schindler's List, for example, is a brilliant movie, but it's very heavy. I have to be in a certain mindset to watch it. Yeah. This is heavy, but it has some comic characters. It has some light moments. And the spoiler I'll give you now is it ends happily. So um, yeah. so it's just um it is a good movie and you know it is it's and it's something that you know and you'll see how it you know it, it's a movie that changed things in the world which is also inspiring so yeah okay. now when you were a kid yes how many times and obviously i'm not you know we don't keep records how many times we go to the cinema on average but you could probably remember i went to the cinema as a kid probably two or three times a week mm -hmm. every single week not always to watch different films sometimes to watch the same films i saw the never-ending story three times i think in its opening couple of weeks i saw the beastmaster three times again there's three seems to be the lucky number for some reason i've lost count how many times i've seen star wars uh, i used to just watch anything and everything because my local cinema had three screens it had the one big main screen which would obviously if it was like this week it would either be barbie or oppenheimer that were fighting over that number one screen the, the number two and three screen would be films that are maybe a couple of months old. So maybe it would be The Flash and John Wick 4, for example, would be those sort of films. I don't really care what I watched. It's like, for me, cinema was an escape. Yes. So I re real life sucked. I would go hide in a dark movie theater for, you know, however many hours, because I would sometimes watch all three films. Uh, I would do that sneaky thing where I would go from one screen to the next after buying one ticket. I remember trying that as a kid and we got caught. <laughs> we're trying to sneak, the, the movie across the, the hall was a no under 18 and we tried to sneak into it because our one was boring. <laughs> the lady who worked at the theater caught us and dragged us back into our one. Um, but um, yeah, it's, uh, we, uh, you know, when I was little, um, I don't have many memories of, I mean, we had, whenever there was a good kid movie out, we would go to it. But we, I grew up in Zimbabwe where movies were very limited and it wasn't like, we definitely did not have multi-cinema complexes. Um, so um, usually school holidays would be when my mom would take us to a movie because that's when they'd have the kid movies on. Yeah. Um, 
But as I went into my teen years, going to a movie was like, again, it was a very limited social life. It was kind of the only thing to do that was legal. I mean, unless you were one of the bad kids who snuck into nightclubs underage. So, um, and I wasn't, I was a complete nerd. Um, and, um, but you know, even movies was a stretch in Zimbabwe because they literally had ridiculous age restrictions. Like Adam's family, I think they made no under 16. So we had to sneak into that. And it was like, um, and then I, and it was, it was a thing with us. It was like, it was the movies were a place to hang out. So we would do it. It was like, go to the movie and then afterwards hang out outside the, the cinema where there was an ice cream store with your friends. It was like the social thing. And um, yeah, um, I can remember uh, one time I remember being seriously pissed because I went with my sister. Sorry, you don't want me saying the word pissed to you. It's I fine. Don't You've already said it. You've said it twice. It's fine. Oh, it's I okay. apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Is there a swearing okay. restriction on your show or? No, um... no, not at all. No. Okay, good, good. I know I, I, um, my sister's two years younger than me, but um, I was shorter than her and skinnier than her. And I used to get really annoyed because I remember one time we tried sneaking into an under 18 movie and they, my sister, who was two years younger than me, they let in and they stopped, no, no, they stopped us and they said, no, no, they pointed to me who was older than them. They said, you can't go in. And they let my oh. sister <laughs> But um, it was, yeah, it was funny because, um, well, I wasn't popular that night because my sister obviously did the right thing and didn't go in either. And then her friends obviously did the, did the right thing. But I think I wasn't too popular because I stopped us going into the oh, no, no. movie. Yep. So what do you think? Because I was looking over some of the reasons uh, or some of the answers to the questions, what would get people go back going to the theatres again? Some of them were interesting. A lot of them, I could probably, I don't know, I don't know whether I would shoot the the messages down and go, that, that's wrong, because I think everybody's got their opinion, and that's clearly what's mm. keeping them away from the cinemas. But for me personally, I used to go cinema a lot. Now I don't go so much. I've been three times this year, oh. I think. It would have been... Four, but I haven't managed to watch Indiana Jones yet because uh, I had I had a cold and a cough and it's like I don't want to go into a movie theater and be coughing for like two hours and twenty five oh, minutes. Everyone or whatever. will hate you in this post environment. I, get- I've seen. I went to see Cocaine Bear uh, back in February just because it looked fun. Okay. I'm like, you know what? I've never seen a film about a bear doing cocaine. I'll go watch that. So I went to see good? that. It was good. It was a big old bucket of popcorn movie, which is exactly what i need the cinema was quite quiet uh, yeah. i then watched the flash which i very oh, yeah. much enjoyed very very good film do not listen to all the the haters of that one if you i i never you know. listen to what other people say about movies and no offense but i never listen to critics i look at no. the trailer i make up my own mind yeah. um you know it's uh so don't yeah it's it's just yeah 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 it's um it's yeah it's it's just something you yeah, which I but but so I'm so I'm curious. So with the, reading the comments, what was your takeaway other than? I think a lot of them are valid points. I think if you look at, I mean, cinemas have been around for let's I I don't know the exact date, but like 120 years, for example. So let's just say that the turn of the 19th century or thereabouts, there was some sort of cinema. There was nothing else to do other than theatre. So there was obviously movie theatres and then stage theatres. So you had that. You then fast forward to like the 1950s and pretty much every home has now got a television. Mm-hmm. So there would have been a whole bunch of people that thought, do you know what? I don't want to go out now. I've got this theater, this little square box in my living room. We can all just gather around and we can uh, and we can watch a movie. 
This is why widescreen became a huge thing. We got movies like uh, Cleopatra, Spartacus, Ben-Hur, because cinemas went, hang on, we need to give them something that they can't get in their house. So that's mm. where a lot of these big epics came. It's a very good point, yeah. It's, uh, uh... So you have that. Then cinema has a pretty good run up until the 1980s mm-hmm. when home video comes in. So oh. then people go, well, I don't really need to go to the movie theatre. So there's another small little chunk that will go, I don't need to go to a movie theatre now because I can just get a plastic cassette, be it VHS or Betamax, and I can watch it in my house. However, if you wanted to watch something like E.T., or Raiders of the Lost Ark, Poltergeist, or all these big epic films that came out, you could watch that on video, but you you would have had to have waited 18 months, 12 months, sometimes exactly. two years for these films. Yes, you could get a dodgy pirate copy, but they were pretty terrible. People oh, yeah, walking I, in front, I, they, I, were, they were bad. I, I've seen some of those in my childhood, and it was all oh, that like, E.T. was notorious, because that was actually here in the UK, it was six years before it came out on VHS. It was, really. I um, Six years. I only ever saw it on VHS, but I, uh, my question, I think you raise a very valid point there, because a huge part of this problem, I think, is the fact, and this is why I say it, the problem began before COVID. Yeah. Um, is that you, it, uh, you know, and this is like in the two years or so before COVID, you hit, suddenly this thing began where a movie had its theater release and its Netflix release the next night or the same night. Yeah. And that has to stop because mm-hmm. I think you have to make people, because so many people now will just say, oh, I can see it at home. But if it's a movie you really want to see, especially in today's world of constant um, getting it now kind of thing, click, I get my way, I get my way. Um, if you if, if it's like, OK, the only way you can see this for at least six months or a year is if you go to the theaters, that's going to help bring people back to theaters again. Um, I think that's and that's so like that's one of the things which I'm, um, you know, when you know, so that, that that's something where I, you know, which is it, it, which I think does have to change is, um, you know, and I'm, um, you know, and, and yeah, it's like, yeah, they, they do have. I mean, the thing which also which upsets me is like my movies like. Obviously, you know, I'm a romantic comedy girl, you know, I can't remember the last time I saw a romantic comedy at the theaters. So it's, um, you know, and they used to be really big. But now, of course, they just they're going straight to Amazon and Netflix. And I think, um, you know, and the other day I watched this phenomenal movie, which I think should have had it been released like 10, 20 years ago. I think uh, they, they would have been they would have won Academy Awards, but it went straight to Amazon. And it just it's yep. so so I think that's a big part of it. You know, you don't don't not streaming until it's been out for, you know, at least well, I would say six to nine months or a year. I would I would probably say even longer than the six yeah. to nine months. I would say twelve months because I I see yeah. in you know using Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny as an example that came out. I think it was the end of June when it when it came out in cinemas. It was known before the film came out that this would probably be out on video on demand 45 days after it hit cinema. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's come out yet on video on demand, but it's close. And people know that they go, well, I'll just wait like two mm-hmm. weeks. I know. And it's it's so um, I, I haven't seen the Indiana Jones movie. I'm not a big Indiana Jones girl. But <gasps> oh, no. I know. I know. Don't hate me. But the, my, my husband and friends who are fans were disappointed. Um, okay. I'm just, yeah, but but I'm yeah. not, don't, don't go by other people's opinion. Make up your no, own. No, not at all, not at all. I, I spend a lot of time on the internet, and the last thing I do is 
I, I like to read people's opinions of films as entertainment. Go, well, you didn't like it, but I'm still going to watch it. Yes, me too. Me too. Like I've read so many. I still want to see the Barbie movie. It's the little girl. In yeah, me. I do. Um, and um, my, you know, my husband is cursing me. He's like, no, nah, I said, it's so tough. You know, we're seeing Oppenheimer Sunday and we're going to see Barbie on Tuesday. But um, it's just I um, I just it's just and I've read so many mixed reports on it and I'm just not. And some of the reviews are hilarious and some. But it just it looks like it's well done. And as someone who grew up playing with Barbies, um, I, I kind of feel I have to see it. <laughs> I, I think with Barbie, if you go into it expecting a film just about the dolls and the dolls you loved when you were like six or seven, I think you'll be shocked. And in a good way, oh, I think heard, it's more, in, it's more intelligent than just a, you know, a, a film where six year olds are going to go, yay, Barbie movie. It's a it's well, a I've smart it's film. Definitely from what not I've heard. a kids movie. I've heard they were parents no. have been taking the kids out because they thought it was <laughs> yeah. movie and um. If only they had some sort of certificate that they could assign to these films, which would educate parents. (laughs) Who knew? Maybe maybe that's something the film studios could work on. Some sort of certification and age rating. Uh, You know, uh, just putting that out there for the film studios. But uh, but yeah, so you, you go to the 80s and if you wanted to watch a big film, you had to wait two years. And that's great. I think that's yeah. I think that's how it should go back to. Yeah, at least a year or two years is great. Yep. You fast um, forward then to the early 2000s and the early 2000s, I'd been working in a video store for quite a few years. So I, I've done the whole video rental and saw how long it is before films came out. Early 2000s, DVD starts to pop up. Right. Yes. Uh, certainly here in the UK. I think it was around a little bit before in the US, but in video rental stores, it was around the time of Gladiator. And, uh, and Training Day and Ocean's Eleven and all that sort of stuff when DVDs were huge. Warner Brothers, who were, they were the main culprit over here in the UK, they decided what they would do is they would release films. Uh, I mean, Gladiator was released a lot earlier on. They shortened the window basically over here for Gladiator quite badly. And the video stores got very upset because they were like, no, or cinemas got upset because it was oh, short. I was going to say because it's yeah, it's because uh, I think I think the reason it needs two years or at least a year is because you want the film to have its U.S. release and its U.K. release, and then also like it, it have a worldwide release, so it has a chance to go all around the world. Because otherwise, you know, it's going to get pirated. I mean, well, they get pirated anyway. But I mean, you know, it's just yeah. But well, I didn't know that about Gladiator. That's interesting. Yeah, it was very very short window and then warner brothers did it even worse um around the time of training day oceans 11 and and a few titles what they did for video stores were uh, and i'm going to make the prices up just to convert it into dollars so it's easier for yourself but they would go right well video stores you can have rental discs of these movies at 60 dollars each but mm-hmm. on the very same day we will release them to to walmart's for like 15 dollars Oh my so God. video stores were like, that's not fair because that's then people would. Fair. Yeah, why? It, it, yeah. So there was all that. So it, and the windows were getting shorter and shorter. And then obviously with DVD, there is a whole new factor, which is the piracy. Absolutely. So the moment you can put a disc in a computer, you've got a digital copy of a movie that you can then not so much in the early 2000s fire across the Internet, but certainly now. But you could also pirate videos, right? Um, you could, but each time you did it, and I'm not like an expert pirate pirate person or anything, but each time you copy like a music tape or a videotape, 
the cop the quality degrades doesn't it that's right you know i can remember in zimbabwe where we lived my sister and i were ecstatic because this video store opened just up the road and it was like within walking distance of our house and it was definitely a pirate store because every video we brought home the quality was so bad um and it was just yeah it was i remember that well it was a really eventually it was like okay i don't care how close the store is we're not going there anymore it just yeah but yeah that's so no this is interesting you know i mean this is a field you know a lot about so this it's mm -hmm. interesting hearing all this it's were you did you work for blockbuster no i i had my independent store basically i um i took a part-time job in a video store because i overheard one of the staff members was leaving so i thought i would love to work in a video store because you get films for free this oh, is amazing yeah. get me the job so this was around 1993 uh so from 1993 i just worked in a video store 1996 i then transferred to another video store in the same chain same uh, was owned by the same gentleman and then in 1999 he came to me and he said i'm, I'm gonna, just going to close it because i don't need this many stores so i'm like what do i do and he went i'll sell it to you if you want so i bought the video store out and then i ran it until about 2003 when i knew that the rental market was you know dying uh, because of all the reasons we're talking about piracy and costs and short windows and stuff and i closed it down on my own my own decision on in 2003 so it was sad times but i just you know yeah, I mean, why yeah, it's sad. I know when I went back to Perth, where my parents live, I nearly cried when I drove past the the blockbuster store that was once a video store, then a DVD store, and yeah. it had closed. And it was my favorite. I always used to spend hours in there going through Same. the DVDs. And so when I saw it it closed, it was just oh, it was it's such a yeah. It's yeah, they were all going, but I, I think nowadays it's it, I think it's a whole set of factors why people don't go to the movies. Mm. uh more so there's the cost yes um I, we went to see oppenheimer so there's two tickets for oppenheimer yesterday uh one drink each and you know a small amount of bus fare to get to the nearest decent cinema and that was probably around 40 uk pounds which is probably wow. about 50 60 dollars it's a lot yeah for one for one film so, so that yeah, you know. it's like that's one thing theaters probably may have to do is I don't know find a way to, I mean there used to be this the fantastic theater chain in L in LA which tragically closed during lockdown called the ArcLight, yeah. and they were fantastic and they treated you like royalty and they you became if you it was free to become a member and you got super cheap tickets and there was like uh, you know um like once a month that you would be you'd qualify for a double popcorn or for a free popcorn and if anything if you ever i think they were like twice when we had a problem with something and they literally sorted everything out and the one time i don't even remember what the problem was but they gave us like all these free movie tickets for like the month and they were fantastic and before every movie they had a person come in one of their workers much more different to an ad and he, he came and he would greet us all and then would say you know, please um, switch off your phones, you know, we'll help everyone. For, but it, it makes such a difference when a person does it because people actually listen. I don't think there were ever instances of people, you know, like, I mean, now the theater we go to has an ad, but people just ignore it. We'll still take out their yeah, phones. Yeah, and it's yeah, so yeah. distracting. But it was, they were a fantastic cinema chain. And I think, you know, um, movies probably need to like learn from that and do, do stuff like that. People feel that it's a treat to go to the movies. And, but then... Um, where does the cost come from? Because if you'd have gone to see Barbie, for example, last week, and it's in yes. its opening week, 
the studio is taking 70 percent of your ticket price right we'll I, have that right. so your, your your cinema be it, uh, an arc light if it was still open or or another one 30 percent of your ticket they get and from those little 30 percent they've got to pay all the staff they all they've the staff. got to yeah, run yeah. the building they've got to cook all the concessions i so, know yeah it's like they've got to there's got to be a there has to be a way but yeah you're right it's um it's true but i i think definitely um if they can somehow make the you know make it the way it was with you know not um not being released online or on dvd for a year yep. they won't be that same pressure on cinemas because more people will be going so they won't um you know it 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 will be i mean look as i said i've seen the same movie within 2 days and i'll see it again before it's off at the theaters and oppenheimer i've heard is excellent really uh, is yeah i won't, um i'm not going to tell you get you to tell me anything i know it's no it's, no no um, but it's uh it looks it looks fantastic so um i'm you know i'm still looking forward to that um and but yeah um so um uh, yeah i mean as i said it's just yeah i mean i, I i'm hoping that you know i mean everyone i've noticed everyone on twitter has been saying barbie and um Oppenheimer are are fantastic are bringing back the return to cinema and I hope so I mean I really hope I don't I don't know I mean I, I, I think I think what you're going to see is studios trying to replicate Barbieheimer you're going to see a lot and I don't think it'll work because Barbie the the whole do you know how Barbieheimer came about no I don't I, I just I, remember seeing it all over the place yep so Christopher Nolan used to do most of his films for Warner Brothers he has for you know, way, way back. And right. during the pandemic, they were that close. Warner Brothers were very close to putting Tenant on streaming. Now, oh. Chris Nolan is a huge fan of cinema. He's like, I shoot everything in IMAX. I want everything to look amazing. A bit like mm -hmm. Tom Cruise was like, no, go to the movies, not put it on streaming. Yes. Christopher Nolan is a huge advocate of, of cinemas and theatres. Mm -hmm. So he was very mad at Warner Brothers at the time going, yes. I'm not happy that you're going to do this with my film because nobody's going to see it as much as they would in the theatres. So he and Warner Brothers had a bit of a falling out at the time. So Chris Nolan throws his toys out of the pram goes over to Universal, who go, welcome, Christopher Nolan. What would you like to make? I want to make Oppenheimer. Not a problem. Come in, Mr. Nolan. Take a seat. We will look after you, and we will help you make Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer comes out. Warner Brothers are quite mad. They're a little bit, hang on a minute, we're not happy that Christopher Nolan's gone. He's sleeping with another studio. This is not right. I know what we'll do. We'll open Barbie on the same day. Oh, that's how and it we will try and because, you know, Barbie Warner Brothers, Oppenheimer Universal. And, oh, wow. I had no idea that it was a rivalry thing. It was it started off as a rivalry, but then I the public it was like just, a, a joining thing. I thought they were. Wow. OK, that's interesting. No, but it sort of backfired. I don't know if it backfired because it's Warner Brothers and Universal are both winning out of this because both films are making a fortune. The both. amount of people I've seen in Oppenheimer wearing pink quite a few noticeably oh really so clearly it's people are genuinely doing the barbieheimer double bill thing so it has worked right but it's I, not worked because of any studio genius plan it's just it a just, thing it's just happened okay. the public decided we're going to latch onto this thing social media has done its thing people have joined in the barbieheimer thing and people who would just watch oppenheimer are going i'm going to do the double bill and join in like everybody else is doing and be part of the crowd and that's where this has come from. So I think if studios do try and replicate it, yes. I don't think it'll work because people generally don't like being told what to do. This is what you'll like. This is what you'll watch. They're, they're not 
you know, a lot of people are stupid, but they're not that stupid. Right, right. It's a yeah, it's an interesting one. It's um, yeah, it's a which you know also um, uh, you know, bring going back to the sound of freedom, which um, is a their their story and how they got made is fascinating. They were they they were owned by I think Fox had it. Yeah. They shot it, and then Fox got bought out by Disney. And the film was shot, but Disney had no interest in selling it. So it was just shelved. So the producers had to buy back their own film, and they sold it independently. And on, it took it, it, it beat out Indiana Jones the first week, mm. um, the first night, in fact. Um, and now, I mean, you know, my husband said to me last night, he said, think of how well they could do if they'd had the marketing budget of Barbie. And I mean, they've done super well just on their own. I mean, they've more than, you know, quadrupled their money back. But it's just that's a, just another thing to keep in mind when you go see it. it like this, there, there was a kind of David and Goliath thing that yeah. they literally went out on their own and they have done so well um, without the, you know, without the big studio marketing budget, which is. I mean, without without the big studio marketing budget, though, it means it's going to make less money to be profitable. Right. But it's just, you know, but yeah, it's but it's just still I mean, it's it's just done so incredibly well just for, you know, you'd never think that a little movie that was just going out on its own would would do so well but it has and that and, movie is making its way to the uk in the next yeah. month or so so it I, is yeah i think they said over. australia end of august and i think the uk and ireland september i think that was what i read in deadline hollywood today i think that's what so um yeah. but yeah it's i mean as i said it's definitely it's it is it's a it's a, it's, it's a phenomenal movie um, and I think a lot of people, and I'm sure you've you've read this phrase many times on the replies to your comment, is, oh, I'll watch that when it gets onto streaming. Yes, yes, it's always, yep. yep. It's, but, um, yep, as I said, I cannot stress enough what we just talked about, the waiting for at least a year so that people will see things before they before they go to streaming. Because you do miss out on a lot when it's not, yeah. you know, the big screen. Yeah. I get. It. I mean, the, the main uh, one of the main reasons I don't go to cinemas more often than I do, other than the cost, I would probably still go once a month to be fair, because I can always find something to watch. But it's just a bit the behaviour of other people. Mm. Oh, it's, oh, totally. Yep. You know, I went to see. I think it was Fast Nine. So this obviously a couple of years ago. The film is on, and mm. yeah, I don't know whether you've seen the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh no, no, I saw the one. It's it's not my thing. It's. But do you think they're quiet films or loud films? They're loud films. They're loud. Whilst the film was on, I could hear probably 25, 30 seats to my right. God. There was a kid on his iPad <gasps> with no headphones, and I could hear him above the movie. And you didn't kill him? No, I went out and got a manager, and the manager went in and killed him. Oh, but yeah, I, I don't think twice about, right, get this person. Because it's like, for me, often I will wait until a film hits Blu-ray. Not so yeah. much streaming, but I will. Because I like to put some money back into the whole film oh, industry. Was, it, was type. it by himself or with his family? No, family? no, it was with his family. Well, that's disgusting. Yeah. On their <laughs> it's well, horrendous. Um, but, yeah, well, at um, watching The Sound of Freedom the other day, I nearly went ballistic because some idiot near me is on his phone. And, and I'm scared because, I, you know, this is the States. People carry yeah. guns. I'm terrified of saying, put your phone away, bang, you know, I, you know, because you, you I, I just I'm always scared of that. You know, it's so um, I just kind of like I mean, thankfully, no one did it for a long time. So it was just but it was still annoying. But I mean, the one time we saw a movie, my husband and I, this woman sitting next to him had her phone on the whole time. 
it was a packed full cinema and eventually this guy from way up behind us came and he tapped her on the shoulder and really nicely said please put your phone away it's distracting she ignored him at that yep. point my husband lost it and he turned to her and said why you switch off your <laughs> and um, I, lo I love your husband a little bit more after oh after yeah he, and she was and she stormed out and said she's going to get the manager well obviously she went to the manager and he said no you're not supposed to be on your phone so she kind of came back in like a little bit subdued and at the end everyone was coming up to my husband and going thank you so much because yeah. <laughs> it's like for me i you know we both love movies yes y you can only watch a movie for the first time once yes and, and if just, that first yeah. time's ruined Oh, yeah, it's, but it's, it's also, as someone because of what I do, it's also disrespectful. Yeah. And I mean, like things like that kid you just described, why go to the cinema, stay at home and play your stupid game. And, um, you know, and, it, you know, I mean, look, I'm donk. I'm like this with phones with everything. If I'm chatting to a friend and they take their phone out, I will stop talking and I'll say I'll continue talking when you put your phone away. Because it's a, it's an it's just I find it really rude with everything. It's you don't have to keep checking your phone. And um, but with movies, no, it's not it's it's not OK. And it's, um, you know, I, you absolutely, I, I, you know, it's and, and I think and theaters need to be need to be strict on it because it's spoiling it for everyone. But the problem with that is and it's like, I don't think there is one reason why people don't go. To, I think there's 500 different reasons why people yep. don't go. The, the reason that the staff won't go over and speak to somebody and say, put your phone away is for the reason you described. They don't want them, you know, somebody pulling out a weapon or and this person in this in the cinema the staff member is probably on a minimum wage they're like i don't really care i don't want to upset a customer this this whole the customer is always right thing that's not been around for decades but customers seem, seem to still think they're right all the time right it's um yeah it's it, it's so it's true it's very but yeah i mean as i said i'm hoping you know that this is going to change and that people will go back because I mean, I miss, you know, I said, so one of the main reasons I haven't been going is just that there hasn't been anything on that I wanted to see until now. You know, it's just, um, I find that um, a lot of the movies that are getting greenlit aren't just, I, I, you know, and yeah, maybe it comes down to money is that I don't want to spend money on something which I'm not going to enjoy. Yeah. Um, and my husband is one of these that, um, doesn't matter how bad the movie is if you spent your money he will he will he will insist on staying whereas right, i'm right. like if it's shocking i'll, I'll walk I'm out, out. Yeah. yeah but um so it's you know that's a big part of it and um i mean look they've been 2021 end of 2021 there were some fantastic movies released i think that was like right after lockdown they had um oh what was it called uh the the um the uh, uh, sorry, I'm just waiting for this truck to pass, so it's making so much noise. Um, oh, being the Ricardos, which I love. Oh yeah, yeah, that went straight um, to Amazon. Yes, it? but it, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was on at the theaters for a bit, and it was really good. And then yeah, the yeah. um the Eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain, which yeah, is that, that was yeah. that was good. That was really good. And um the uh, House of Gucci with Lady Gaga, I thought was yes. amazing. And then, um, and then, what was the one called? The Last Duel, I think. With the, that was really good as well. I, yeah, yeah. I loved that. That was phenomenal. Um, uh, all of those. That was the same year, and that's that was a year of good movies. Last year, mm. I find so many good movies. I mean, hopefully this year again, with all that's happening, there will be more. Um, you know, let's hope these strikes don't go on too long because people need movies. Yeah. Well, then the studios need to pull their thumbs out of their rear ends and, and actually. True. 
pay people. So. Yeah, they need to they need to sort sort it out because it's just yeah. that they, they have to. I mean, because we need entertainment, and it's what they do. So they've got to work out something. I think. I mean, I I spent quite a lot of time. This was around the writer strike. So when it all started to to begin, so to speak, I and then the actors went on strike. And within the first week of the actors going on strike, I saw a lot of people on social media who were like, "God, how much more money do these actors want?" And I spent a lot of the time correcting people, going, "Seriously, if you think that just because you're an actor that you know you've got millions in the bank, you're out of your mind, do some research." And but th- there's that silly preconception. Yes, you have got. I know um, it's, it's so funny. People people think that, and it's hilarious. People think that about me as well. I think it's hilarious yeah. that people think that. I mean, I let them think that. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can think that. I, I live in this mansion with servants and all that. And it's just like, <laughs> so I'll be back in a minute. Another. Do- that's what the truck was. It was more money arriving. Oh yes, absolutely. In your backyard. Yeah. I, mean, I told you that. I mean, I'm sure you've seen me posted that stupid thing. Um, one of my friends looked up. He googled my name, and it came up. Chloe Trikus is worth, and I think the last lot was twenty yeah. million. <laughs> Wow. So websites like that don't help, do they? I know. And it's like, it just shows you, you cannot trust what you see online. You really no. can't. You can't say it. just because Google says something does not make it a fact. Um, well, I think we've, we've, and I'm going to take my phone out because there is, there is a list of films. I actually have a top 10 list of films so far this year. Oh, wow. Um, it will probably change as the year goes on and I watch more, but I do actually have really good ones. So in my 10 so far, uh, the Banshees of Inishirin. Okay. Very good. That is, I think that's on Disney now, but it did get a bit of a theatrical run. The Fablemans by Steven Spielberg. I love that. Yes, yeah, sorry, that from, that was from. I, well, I saw that last year. But that that ah. was one of the best ones last year. That was. I saw that twice as well. I think we got that like January or something. So some of the dates might be a little bit different. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four. Really loved that one. Uh, my, I, one of my husbands. I'm not a John Wick fan, but yep, he, he loved it. Yep. Uh, Tom Hanks starring in A Man Called Otto. Oh, that was beautiful. I cried. Yep. I love that. Yep. Uh, Empire of Light, the Sam Mendes film. That's really, really that's worth oh, checking I out. Sam Mendes, I haven't heard. I didn't. Yeah, I, I'll thank you for that. Very good. Recommend that one. Uh, Oppenheimer, spoiler, that's in my top yep. 10 I, films of the year. Uh, the Covenant, which I think actually went to straight to Amazon Prime, so this fits into this is a Guy Ritchie one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, oh, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, I thought it was fun. I did. Like Ari, that one. my husband liked that one as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mission, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. I'm a big Tom Cruise fan, and The Flash. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wow, that's um. No, that that that's good to know. I mean, I'm I'm curious as to well, well I, I'm just curious as to whether Sound of Freedom will make that list and and Barbie, of course. Um, yeah. Y- you've got to keep me updated on what you think. Um, but yeah, it's uh, no. I mean, as I just said, Jack, yeah, I just think movies are, you know, it's such such that I, to me they're so important. And I just, as I just said, I'm just the striking and the studios thing just worries me. They've got to sort it out. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's 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 really it's a form of entertainment everyone needs you know i mean that's what kept us going during stupid lockdown was the fact it we was. could sit at home and watch movies yeah. um we, we, what did we do when we were locked down in our houses we watched tv programs which were written and have actors right. in them exactly and directed uh, we're not going to talk about the directors because they folded too quick and you know so i'm stuck right. with the actors and the writers we listen to music Exactly. And we watch movies in our house, which were exactly. It's like someone pointed out the other day that, you know, well, what are who are the directors going to direct 
if you know if they if they've settled but the actors haven't you know and what are they going to work on if there's no script so it's Nothing. a so they have to sort yeah anyway let's just let's let's hope i think they will i think yeah, they will i think it's just a case of who blinks first isn't it yes it's it like, is. I mean, yeah it's yeah absolutely mm. Uh, but no, I think with the cinema, I I genuinely, unless they do something like you said, where it's like right now we're doing a two-year yes. window or a 12-month window, which I don't think they'll do. I think they, I think cinemas would happily, watch, uh, studios would happily watch cinemas go so they could then put all their films on streaming platforms. Just this week, Disney announced that in Australia, they are no longer going to be releasing Blu-rays and DVDs of Disney movies. Oh, really? They are stopping fully, fully production. Once they're gone, they're gone. Because wow. they want everybody to go, I want to watch Avatar, The Way of Water, for example. I can't buy the disc. I need to subscribe to Disney Plus to watch that. Wow. Well, that's been a huge part of the um, the strikes is all that, that all these studios have gone and done their Paramount Plus and their Disney Plus and their, yep. because that all happened in lockdown and it's, and the actors are suffering. So it's just, they've got to, yeah, I, yeah, that no, that's so not on. <laughs> I cancelled most of my streaming platforms, and I know I've seen some actors going, "No, no, don't cancel your streaming platforms. We need you. We need the numbers or whatever." But I thought, you know what, the studios aren't paying people. Yeah. I will just cancel the majority. Yeah. I still have Amazon Prime because I use it for the shipping, um, and I still have BritBox because that shows a lot of the UK content that I've just missed. But I got rid of Paramount, got rid of Apple, got rid of Netflix. Yeah, it's, yeah, just, no, I haven't. Oh. Um, I haven't got rid of Netflix, but because we still were watching a, a fantastic show on it, but I've downgraded. I used to have like get their DVDs and stuff, and I'm now on the lower plan where it literally. Um, but uh, you know, Amazon movies, I just, I mean, I, I that's where I get my movies from. I can't not yeah. subscribe there because I, it's, it keeps me sane. Otherwise, I wouldn't have access to movies. But, um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, um, yeah, but no, but I know. I mean, it's it, the, the, yeah. I want them to stop all that, all the, the Paramount Plus and all of that. They've got yeah. It's just not right. Um, and they and they they got greedy. That's what happened, yeah. you know. And it's yeah. And, and I think Disney did with the change of leadership. So yeah. Bob Iger came back, and let's not comment on Bob Iger saying stupid stuff at his million dollar retreat oh, against God, the strikes yeah. and stuff. Oh, yes. But if we put that to one side. Um, I think Bob Iger realized that, hang on a minute, we've just gone straight to streaming too much. We need to scale it back and do something. So hopefully that part will will work. I mean, it's, I, I, I mean, it's, it's so sad because it's like, yeah, I mean, seeing Disney movies in the theaters, that's such a huge part of being a kid, you know. I mean, and Pixar. Pixar was a huge <laughs> event. And then over the few, past few years, certainly right through the pandemic and stuff, it's like, oh, Pixar, just throw it on streaming. No, and yeah, I mean, I'm not normally a Pixar person, but I, my my friend in Australia who I used to see movies, it's persuaded me, and then I got totally into them. I loved that they 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 made them best movies, and only for yeah. the big screen, I think. It should, yeah. you know, they were an event. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So it's like I I don't know whether I mean I went yesterday. It was Wednesday afternoon, or yeah, was I? I think what day it was. It was and. It was the middle of the afternoon and there was only 16 seats left in Oppenheimer in its wow. second week of release. And oh. it wasn't just on in one screen in the cinema. It was on in about five or six screens. So it was packed. And what I did notice was the well, not the majority of the audience, but a large section of the audience watching Oppenheimer were people who don't normally go to the cinema. They were men and women in their 60s. 
wow. and 70s because I sat next to there was a couple of women sat next to me and they they were around that age and at the end of it you know they stood up and I said so what did you I did the podcaster in me just sort of kicked in and went what did you think of it she went, I did like it but it was a bit loud so clearly she hadn't been to cinema for years uh, so so sometimes when there's in a film like Oppenheimer uh, the other examples where people will come out and they don't normally go out, Schindler's List I saw at the cinema, which to this day is one of the strangest cinema experience. I don't know if you saw that at the cinema. Did you watch that? No, I saw it. So that was on, yeah, Dad saw that on DVD, yeah, but it's... So it's over three hours of Schindler's List. Yes. And including all the way through the end credits, everybody sat there, nobody... Yes. made a sound and it was just normally when the credits come up everybody's they're up yes. but they were like they'd just oh, been hit yes, by a sledgehammer for 190 minutes the end where the people you see the people walking and then you see them walking yeah. alongside the, the 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 character they played which yeah. i just love that scene i get goosebumps every time it's so um yeah it's it's um well this you know i you know sound of freedom was very similar at the end everyone applauded i can't remember the last time that's happened in a movie before um, you not not unless I've been there at a premiere with a director yeah, yeah. step in present, but not just for a general public screening. I've never, you know, I haven't seen that in ages. I don't. I've never understood people clapping unless it's a premiere, because <laughs> I'm like, who are you yeah. clapping for? No, it was, no, this it's... affected so many people. It was just people applauded. It was, um, yeah, but um, it was, yeah, but it's, yeah, no, it's interesting that because, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, Schindler's List. I can see how that would have been that way at the at cinemas. You would have Saving Private Ryan was another one. Uh, Titanic was another oh, one Titanic. as well. So I, I've seen all of those on the big screen and and all around me were people that you could just tell don't really come out to the cinema very often, but have gone out for that. So I think a lot of the Oppenheimer stuff is, you know, because it is a story, you're not going to get eight-year-olds going, oh, I want to go watch Oppenheimer, unless it's part yeah. of the Barbieheimer experience, of course. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I don't think they'd get it, you know, I mean, from what I know of the Oppenheimer story, but also Oppenheimer, I think, you know, I think why they were older people there is because, I mean, they would have known a lot about that period and, um, you know, um, it would have been of interest. I mean, my husband is a, I mean, he's wanted to watch Oppenheimer ever since he heard about it because he, he is a, a war fanatic, a history fanatic. So he, that period of history, he's very, he, he's fascinated by. Um, so you know, that's, yeah, it's his reason. And I mean, I'm also a history fanatic. I love anything um, historical and it's, I mean, and it's good to, you know, and I love seeing good historical movies at the theaters, you know, mm -hmm. there, um, there needs to be more of them. But then I was packed. So I was quite, good. I was surprised yeah. that it was that busy in its second week. I'm glad. I'm really mm. glad. Well, yeah, it's doing, I think here it's also its second week and it's, it's doing pretty well still. Um, which reminds me, I, I will need to book that. Do you do you book tickets at your theater, or do you just no? Show up? I just I just show up because I the the reason I catch a bus to another cinema uh, movie theater is because I know that they've got the same film showing on countless amounts of screens. Oh, why? Um, it's slightly more expensive than the local theater, which then gets rid of the riffraff. So it's not just people going in playing on their phones and stuff usually, but that still happens. So I will make the extra effort to go watch it on a slightly bigger screen with a slightly bigger sound system, uh, nice reclining chairs, which, oh, that, uh, yeah, but, but, yeah. yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, no, absolutely for sure. Um, no, I mean here, here, um, you do have to book 
and it's just as well because it's like I mean I mean as I said you know like right after lockdown going to the theater and when we booked it was just you know you'd go online you'd choose your seat and um they'd be like hardly even in the theater this time it was like struggling oh my god where are we gonna sit it was it was which is wonderful you know but then what will be the next film to do this after Barbieheimer? I don't know if there is one. There's... Oh, um, I mean, no. Uh, well, I I want to see it. My big fat Greek wedding three. It looks hysterical. I um I I'm Greek, so um, and it just it looks so that that's on my list. Um, uh, yep. It's, <laughs> but yeah. So there. Um, but yeah. But I don't know. Hopefully, they will be. You know, there will be good stuff coming because I mean, it, if the strike goes on for much longer, there's going to be a real lapse. Well, then I think cinemas, and it's like I, I would love to win like a lottery of some kind, and I would just open up a cinema that shows classic movies. Oh, that would be great. You know, Tuesday night we're showing Blade Runner. Wednesday night we're showing Alien. Close Encounter yeah. the Third Kind, that's going to be on all weekend because I would just sit and watch it all weekend. But, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's and, yes. you know, Some yeah, Like I'll... It Hot, Casablanca, all these classic movies. But would people go and watch them? I think some would, but would enough people watch them to generate money to keep the cinema going? I don't know. Actually, what, um, interesting, the um, Steven Spielberg's mother um, used to own a kosher restaurant just up the road from us. And um, and then she passed away about five years ago, but the restaurant's been left to the Spielberg family. And so it's like, um, so they've started this thing this summer where um, on a Sunday night, they're showing a Spielberg movie, oh. like a screening with the meal. So nice. And so like, um, I'm unfortunately going to be away, but Ari's probably going to go. They have an Indiana Jones and I think E.T.'s another one. I'd love oh. to see E.T. on a big screen. That is amazing. I saw that and, as an 11 year old kid. I remember oh. as a child seeing because i was after close accounts i was very heavily into the whole science mm. fiction aliens i'd just oh, oh yeah. I'd get, get me off planet earth i want to go do what richard dreyfus did and get the spaceship just escape and i remember hearing et was coming out but around the early 80s was lots of horror movies that had aliens in so they were all x certificates and stuff and i remember as a kid being very upset thinking i hope et's not an x and i can't watch it i was genuinely upset so obviously when it came out and it was a kid's film i was very happy and i went to see it and did the whole crime when i thought he died thing and uh et still doesn't lose its magic i've watched it pretty recently it's timeless and it's um I mean, I was little when I saw it and um, when we rented it and I was terrified, but then you realize he's good. And it's just like, it's just, it's a really, it's a brilliant movie. I mean, I've only seen snippets of it since and I've got to rewatch it now that I'm, you know, as a grown up and just see what my, you know, it, but cause it, it, it looks just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a classic. Still but, great. Um, yeah. It's no, I think, um, yeah, I would love to see that C- cinemas playing old classics, um, that would be great. Um, in fact, well, they did that here recently. They did some, I mean, you're probably a Star Wars fan. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, my husband's a fanatic. But they did something where they did a re-release of the Star Wars movies. And um, it was, I think it was the anniversary or something. I don't know. But um, yeah. so many of my friends went to it. Um, yeah. I would watch those. So, so what, is the, what is the one thing, I mean, you've mentioned theatrical uh, windows. The physical mm. media and streaming and stuff so not including that is there anything you would like to change about the movie business and by that obviously i mean cinemas and, and theater goings and stuff is there anything that springs to mind that you think i would if i could just do that and change it i would i mean i think there is a way to make sure 
that people cannot use their phones. <laughs> you know, that to me is a major thing. It's so, um, and that, you know, I mean, whatever they have to do, even if they have to like introduce a box at the side of the cinema, which you drop your phone off in and someone guards it, I don't know. To me, it's so, it's like mobile phones are such a distraction. Um, yeah. And um, that would be one thing. Um, and just, uh, you know, I mean, and yeah, and have cinemas tougher on things like people who are loud and obnoxious. I mean, when I went to see The Fablemans with my mom in Perth, I'd seen it in already in L.A. And I said to my mom, you've got to see this movie. And we went. But, oh, my God, the cinema. I haven't encountered this in the U.S. I don't know if it was just an Australian thing, but literally people. I mean, admittedly, they didn't talk once the movie started, but the whole way through the trailers. Yak, 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 yeah. the whole cinema. And I was kind of like shut up i want to watch these you know but um so uh you know that stricter protocol for theaters like you get kicked out if you talk or i don't know employ some you know i don't know but you know somehow if there's a way to enforce that um and i think just also make um good you know um are just you know more i mean they make good stories i i want to see you know heart you know um stories that are going to move people that are going to make people that are going to inspire people um you know that are going to educate people uh, you know that's uh that's that's another thing you know just um you know it's it's so i mean there are still good movies being made you know as i've just told you some examples and stuff and um but it's um i don't know it just doesn't seem to be as regularly as it used to be you know i mean like they always used to, i mean again and again it be rom-coms more romantic comedies out at the theaters yeah, yeah. i used to just love going to those and just um Notting Hill, my favorite romantic comedy of all time that yeah, I yeah. saw at the theater. And that was just it's one of the most beautiful. It's that's one of the most beautiful romances ever. I've um, been to a whole bunch of locations that were used in that oh, film. So I've I've been to the bookshop. I've been to the front door where of the house oh, that they lived in. in the and door, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I've been to all those in London. I've tracked them all down. So I have uh, nice little know, photos. The guy who edited that film, Nick Moore, was almost going to direct Joe Day up. Um, nicest, nicest guy, um, and very good director as well, but also a phenomenal editor. He's edited like almost every, I mean, most of the big British classics, but mm. it just like, just timing wise, he was just getting offered all these editing jobs. And I just said, look, I really need to get this movie made. And he was, he was wonderful about it, but, but yeah, but, um, it was, it was so nice to actually hear stories about it. Cause that, yeah, Notting Hill is, yeah. My favorite romantic comedy ever made Notting Hill. My yeah. favorite comedy ever made is my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Uh, those um those are timeless um but it's but yeah so that um i think yeah so i mean i think just yeah i I would say yeah but have more romantic comedies that would definitely i mean i'm not so many i find so many comedies that are made i mean again they're not that many comedies on the theater anymore but um i find a lot um a lot of them can be pretty crude and stuff whereas i just you know there's something about that Cinderella, guy, girl, story, happy ending, which people mm-hmm. still love. And yes, yeah, yeah. it's a cliche. And yes, it's, you know, but it's, there's a reason people see those movies. You know, I told you, I think I posted a whole lot of my feel-good movies the other you day. Did. Yeah. And um, I mean, I re- I recently rewatched Bridget Jones's Diary, which I just, is that one's gold. I, you know, I absolutely love that. I like the first one, but the, I think I, two, I wasn't a huge fan of, and three I haven't seen. Yeah, one three, was good. Three didn't appeal to me. I just, I, and I heard so many terrible things from people I trusted, not reviewers. And then the second, well, it wasn't too bad. The first was classic. And I just, I think I, I, you know, my favorite scene in that is when they, they start that fight to the, the tune of it's raining men. I just think that's one of the most hilarious scenes ever. And, um, 
But yeah, so it's like, I, I mean, they're just, they're, yeah, they're, they're those feel-good movies, that's what I would suggest as well. Ha- have more of those at the movies, you know, because girls love them. We really do. And yeah. it's just it's just nice to go out I, and I watch them. But I think the, the mid-level movie has gone from cinemas, unless you're a $300 million movie or something that was just kept on a shelf, like The Sound of Freedom. You don't see these films certainly very often in movie theaters now. So. I, I know, and that's and I'm not a big. No offense to anyone, I'm not a big DC and Marvel fan. That's just yeah, not. Me. That's my. Husband. I like DC, but Marvel, I'm just like, just slow down already. I haven't got time to watch 37 different movies and 18 right. TV shows in order to understand this one. Right, but. right. It's like so. Um, and yeah, and that that's all that seems to be on are those ones. I just think yeah. So I think yeah. So like yeah. So in answer to your question, yes, I think more of those middle movies, the ones that aren't, you know three trillion dollars 300 million dollars to make and stuff you know have a bit more of the my big fat greek wedding more of those you know so that's why i want to see the third did you did you see my big fat greek wedding no i remember it coming out and it was a phenomenon yes uh i think i've seen the first one i think i think if you if you come from greek heritage like i do it's so freaking funny because you can relate to it but um and the, the this third one looks hysterical um so, but yeah, so movies like that, and my big track week wedding wasn't on a huge budget. It was like no. in the low millions, which in America is is like tiny budget here. But mm. so, um, yeah, I mean, more more of that, I think. And I think that will get people to the movies again. You know, just, you know, not not everyone is Marvel or DC or, you know, into that. The sci- I mean, I, I love some science fiction, but, you know, not all. It's, you know, it's just, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge, huge huge budget to bring people to the cinema so over the past two or three weeks because i think certainly when the flash i'm trying not to knock a cable over there since i'm moving um i think certainly since the flash came out there has been an increase in what i call attack dogs online oh dear um who will look at a film for example you uh the flash indiana jones and the dial of destiny anything dc related they will just go after it online. It's oh. terrible. It's, oh, look how much money it didn't make. Oh, look at this. And they just seem to enjoy watching a film crumble. Oh, yeah, the, the trolls. The, the tro- but, I mean, it's, I think they're beyond trolls because it's like I see people like sure. widespread who will just, I saw somebody who'd gone to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. They had enjoyed the film. They'd posted on their Facebook in a thread that was talking about the film saying, I actually enjoyed this film. I liked it. Somebody replied to this person going, you're a fucking liar. This is fake news. The film was terrible. So it's like, how can you literally attack somebody for, for, for saying like- that they enjoyed a film? I mean, this person wasn't saying this is the best film in the history of cinema. They but just said, I watched it and I liked it. And this person and went right it's after them. It's like, well, I, yeah, it's, it's their, I mean, it's, it, it's so, I mean, with that, I don't know. There could be. I know there is this big rivalry with Marvel and DC. It's, yeah, but, it's but enjoy them both. I do. Exactly. You know, I don't it's, love them both, but I like them both. It's, oh, yeah. You know. Well, you see, it's interesting because, like, with Sound of Freedom, there was a write-up in Deadline today, which I was reading, and the comments below, like, you could tell who legitimately watched the film. They loved it. And then there were these yeah. 
All of them, interestingly enough, didn't put their names. It was all anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. This is lies. You know, it's not lies. It's actually a story. It's actually, I mean, at the end, they show you the photos of the real people and they give details on the law that ended up being passed as a result. It's it's a true story. But, you know, it was just, it just blew my mind that they're people who just go online to pick fights with people and you can tell they haven't seen the movie. They just want to, you get, um, you know, it's like, it's with, with it's with, I mean, it's, it's like it's not safe to post your opinion in today's no. world. They are. That's the attack dogs that I mentioned, yeah, which yeah, is just a phrase because they just seem to go, oh, look, somebody, there's a film coming out. People are liking it. Let's get them. Let's yeah. tear it down. But the sad thing is there will be people who look at these comments, the negative ones, and I see it quite often. They go, oh, I really wanted to watch that. I guess I'll skip it then. Well, and, for, yeah, it's. I mean, for whatever reason, people are saying Sound of Freedom is a right-wing conspiracy theory. I've heard that in the UK. It's, it's very political. It's one political side putting there's, out a story. There is uh, at, yeah, there, there's nothing political in it at all. It's a story about a guy who goes to save a little girl who's been kidnapped by a, chi- a child sex ring. Yep. And the only thing that could remotely be seen as right wing is the guy admits he's a Christian and that he says, he's, he's, this is my duty and these are God's children. That is the only thing that... Yep. So for these people to say it's a far right wing conspiracy, I'm like, where are they getting this? It's, I mean, I don't know whether it's a jealousy thing because these people actually went out and they actually were like, screw you, Disney, and did it themselves. I don't know whether it's that or whether, I I don't know. It's just, it's very weird that these rumors come out and it's, you know. um, I think everything's everything's tribal nowadays, though, and it has been so... Marvel versus DC, you've got to like one or the other. You can't possibly like both. Uh, You've either got to be an Xbox fan or a PlayStation fan. You can't possibly like both. You've either got to be an extremist for Trump or an extreme supporter of Biden. You can't possibly have opinions. You know, it's it's all very tribal. And I think if somebody says, actually, I like this thing, then the people who are on the opposite side of the fence will fire arrows at you like the beginning of Gladiator. But you see, I think a big part of it is, is that this is all happening online and behind screens. And that's why it's it's so much easier to do. It's so much easier to hate people you don't see. Whereas like, I don't know, like a hundred years ago when all communication, well, I don't know, when was the telephone invented? Before the phone was invented. I think the phone's over a hundred years old now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is because we're what, the 2020s. But like, so cause I say 150 years ago, um, when all communication was face to face. I mean, yeah. except for the letter writing, which you only did to people you didn't didn't see. Um, it wouldn't be that way because you like talking to your neighbor and you don't care if they're a Republican or a Democrat because they're your neighbor. And you know that if a storm comes and it blows your barn over, you're going to need their help picking it up. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, oh, OK, that's what you think. Oh, interesting. But I disagree with you. But I think we've become a lot less civilized um, and it's, yeah. and and a lot more entitled. Um, and a lot, and I think it's all, and it's so much easier to, to you know, to, to fire shots at someone who you can't see, and you mm-hmm. don't have to read what they say to you because you can block them before they do. And, um, you know, it's, and I, I think that's a huge part of it, the way technology is today. It's so, um, it, you know, it, it's kind of like, um, I mean, it's also, I always explain, it's a bit like road rage. It's a bit like road rage because you can't see who's in that car in front of you, but they're not freaking moving, and it's like, you know, yeah. You know, um, and I think it was once the story I tell about this whole face to face contact is a story where I kind of like felt very sheepish after this incident. I was driving in Australia, and I can't remember what happened. This 
it was the roads in Australia, the roads in Sydney, I don't know if you've been there, were like built 100 years ago. So they are not equipped for the size of traffic today. And I can't remember what happened, but the lanes merged and this guy honked at me and I honked back and I think I gave him the finger and then he pulled up alongside me and I was like, oh. oops. And he rolled on his window and he went, excuse my language, he said, it's not your, it's not your fault, lovey, the roads are fucked. And it was <laughs> yep. just like, and of course it was just like, I mean, it was something, it was just very sweet. He was like making eye contact and he was treating me like a person. And he, I think he'd been honking at me to say, be careful. And I was hung at him to say, screw you. But it was like, all of a sudden that, that experience made such a difference because it was like suddenly you're seeing a person, you're talking to a person and it's, it's yep. very different, you know? Um, I mean, I often wonder about these people who post stuff on, um, online and, and nasty comments. I wonder who they are. I wonder what they look like. Um, I wonder, um, you know, I mean, do they, you know, do they just, um, it just, no, it, it just amazes me. Would they, if I saw them in real life, would I have anything to do with them? And probably not. Probably not. I mean, no. I think a lot of these people are just people who are very sad, the ones who just pick the fights and just don't, and very upset, sad with themselves. And they, this is how they feel macho is by doing this, the, the keyboard warrior. But it's like, say tomorrow you go and watch Oppenheimer, as in you go and watch Oppenheimer tomorrow. And you get to the end of the film and you go, just didn't like that. Didn't like Oppenheimer. I mean, that's not going to happen because you will love the film because it's great. But Sorry, if you what? come out, do you then go online and go, right, I need to tell everybody how terrible this is. So I'm going to spend yeah. uh, three hours online and I'm going to make a YouTube video and tell everybody how terrible it is. Oh, and actually anybody who liked the film, I need to reply to their comment and tell them they're wrong and the film was terrible. No. Yes. No, I don't it, do that. I just go, you know, I, I wasn't really a fan of Oppenheimer. Looking forward to go watching Barbie, and I just move on. A lot of podcasters will do a worst list of the year. Mm. I've never bothered doing that because I can't remember what films were terrible unless I look at a list and go, oh, yeah, I didn't like that one. I can't remember what I didn't like. I'm more into right. spending my time talking about the films that I did enjoy, which you, you know, right. from experience. So. Yes, it's uh well, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it just because also, well, for me, it's, you know, um, people in glass houses situation because yeah. I wouldn't want people to do that to my film. So I don't, no. I generally tend not to bash films. I, I don't think I ever have. Um, uh, I don't think I've ever done that with a film just because it's just, I, I, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, even if I hated it, it's still someone else's work. It's still something yeah, yeah, yeah. that someone else has tried. They've put their, it's their, you know, and just, I, I didn't like it. I didn't, you know, but, you know, good for them. It's their film. They like it. And mm -hmm. I just, um, you know, and I, I certainly never, um, you know, attack people who, who, lo who love it. I mean, I know, I, you know, um, I, I, there's certain films which I say to my husband, nope, I'm not watching that with you. Go with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I, it just, I know I'm going to hate it. But it's so, I know, it's just the, the, the vitriol with some of these cases. And I just, as I said, what amused me with this one thread with uh, what was on the deadline Hollywood was that all the people who criticized it were anonymous. I just found that amusing. I thought, why are you all anonymous? Why don't you have your name? You know, it's like, are you know, it's so, and that's what a lot of these people are. They have, they don't have their real names. They have, um, you know, it's so, yeah, it's just, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it at all. Uh, um, you know, why there is such, um, you know, but you, you see people do it like with, with, people they don't like with actors and stuff they don't like they'll have hate websites to them they'll say you know i hate them. it's like wow how sad and angry life's too to short it's like I why know. why are you just targeting so if you don't like some and i think that's the other thing that a lot of 
film watchers uh, fail miserably on. They expect, and I will use Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny as an example, which I've not seen the film, but it's a very good example for it. People seem to expect every film to change their life. So I've now watched this film for an hour and a half or two hours. I expect to be a better person when I come out. I expect to have had the best time in the movie theater I've ever had for years, and it's been worth every penny. Not every film's like that. I think the majority of films you watch... If you pick them wisely, you go, yeah, that's good. What am I going to have for supper? What am I going to have for breakfast? What movie am I going to watch next? I'll watch this one. Now, if every film was absolutely amazing, there would be no amazing films because you would get used to it. Absolutely. absolutely. It's so true. I mean, I know, um, what was I going to say? I um, One thing I found with myself, though, is that when there's a movie that's doing super well often um, and everyone raves about it, um, I don't like it. That's <laughs> just okay. Yeah. Now, no, the one movie that oh, the one movie that I, I did that for me, and I don't think it was the movie's fault. It was whoever did the publicity for the movie was their fault because they had up on the poster the feel-good movie of the year. Well, that movie was Slumdog Movie. <laughs> Which is a great film, but it's it isn't a feel-good, a feel-good movie. movie. No, it's not, I went no. in there expecting it to be like Bend It Like <laughs> Beckham or some of those. like, And yeah. it's horrible. And there's that little boy who they blind. And I'm just going, <laughs> I, I was, I'm kind of like, I, I hated it. But that's because yeah. I was going in expecting to feel light and happy. And now, had I known what I was going in for, I probably wouldn't have hated it as much. But I went, yeah. I, I just... You know, don't freaking say it's a feel movie <laughs> when you've got torturing kids on, you know, in there. It, it would be like, and this is the responsibility of the critic slash reviewer yeah. slash person with a keyboard who thinks they know everything about movies, mm-hmm. is, um, you know, for example, and I'll use Oppenheimer as an example. If I say, oh, you love Oppenheimer, it's the funniest film, it's the funniest yeah. comedy I've ever saw. Oh, I haven't laughed so much in years. And then you go watch it, you're not going to laugh. Right. Because I've set the benchmark so high yes. up for you, it can't possibly. It's, um, I, I, that's that, yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, I think if you know what you're going to get, it's, um, you know, it's if you have an idea. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, but it's just, it's so, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, that, that's definitely, but yeah, I think, I, I you know, I can say there are a handful of movies that I can say have changed my life that mm. were, I can, um, you know, um, which I can put up there as being like five plus star movies. And um, Dead Poet Society is one that springs to mind. It was just yep. a timeless classic. This Sound of Freedom's another. Um, remember, if you've ever seen it with Christopher Plummer, you should. Yeah, it's, that's another one. Yeah. That, it's, it's, a little, it's a little independent, but again, it's the only other movie my husband and I have agreed on. Uh, Christopher Plummer, just that, I'll, I'll send you the, a link that he plays a mm. Holocaust survivor who is in an aged care home, but he finds out that the Nazi who killed his family is still alive and he's got to, he's got to get revenge. And it's, it's brilliant because he also has dementia and he has to write down. It's, it's, and look, I love Christopher Plummer. He was phenomenal in whatever you see him in. Um, And then, um, oh, what else? Like literally, but it's literally like just a handful of just brilliant. Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, Green Book. Yes, I really like. See, oh. that film was critically destroyed by a lot of people when it came I out. It. And I eventually watched it because I thought, right, I want to see what all the craziness is about, why everybody was going after this film. And it wasn't the film that the craziness was describing. I'm like, I don't quite get why they were all going mad at this they film. Were, it, 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 was, it was, well, first of all, it's a true story. And I respect true stories. And yes, 
you know, it might not be the story you want to hear, but this is the story it was written by the guy's son and it's their story and respect that. And, um, you know, um, so I, you know, that that's the first part. And I just, I loved it. I found both the characters very likable and it, it was just, uh, I, it was, it had everything in it. It was made you cry. It made you laugh. It, it was, um, so yeah, um, yeah, I didn't get that when they started criticizing that one, but you know, it's, it's, th th you know, it's just, it made no, it made no sense to me because it, it was a phenomenal movie and it was, as I said, it's on my list of top 10 movies of all time. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, um, by the way, I think I mentioned this last time, if you haven't seen it yet, did you ever see, no, I don't think you ever did. Oh yeah, you, you did. We did talk about it, but I don't think you'd seen it. The Slipper and the Rose, my no. favorite. Yeah. Not that one. yeah. Yeah. It's a, it was my favorite movie as a little girl. Um, uh, Cinderella story, Richard Chamberlain. Um, but it's, if you, I think I, you know, it's, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I think it's a liberal movie even today, but fully recommend. But it's uh, like, not, not every movie has to change your life. Uh, going back to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, people like, oh, it's not as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, because you were probably 10 when you saw Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, and it was the best thing you'd ever seen on the big screen because you'd seen about 15 movies by that time. Yes. And people who, certainly with the sequels and the franchise movies, you can't possibly replicate no. the feeling that you get the first time you watch it because now as an adult when you watch a film you're, you're looking at the editing you're checking the runtime you're going let me look at these visual effects mm. a lot of people can't separate themselves just watch the story for god's sake exactly exactly it's so um yeah no agreed agreed it's um i'm so sorry to do this but i have to get to a meeting mm. and I'm, it's okay so, i think we've we've covered everything so people yeah. should basically if you if you see a trailer or a poster and you think oh that movie looks quite good go watch it on a big screen if you can and get yeah. if you if yeah. you love it that's great if you don't quite like it guess what there's another movie around the corner for you exactly and let's make going to the movies and events you know mm. a fun event that you know you look forward to and um switch yeah your, and switch your phone off when you're in the cinema your, as well switch your damn phone off oh dear god yes it's yes <laughs> but uh you you good luck with your meeting whatever sort of meeting it is um and you, nothing too exciting but um i so love to and we must try to do this i don't know maybe once a month or once every six weeks i i yep. really love chatting to you now you i'll keep an eye on your facebook page and i will see another topic that you're talking about and we will we will do that. But it's been fun chatting about the cinema with you, Chloe. Absolutely, Stuart. Thank you so okay. much. And yeah, let me know when you post this and I can put a big shout out to all my followers and all. Yep. Will do. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye bye. From, from page, page to screen. To screen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.